to Reality Check with Bradford and Katie. Gordon gets 915 across Los Angeles. You were on Grinder. <laughs> I was on Farmer's Daughter. And Brad just had three shots of espresso, so we can get this party started. Right. Actually, two shots. But yeah. Two shots. Started. Yeah, we're good. This letter goes out to the love of my life. It comes from Kansas City to a lovely lady named Katie H. in Wyoming. On Delilah. <laughs> Baby got back. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> that's our intro to so our podcast. that's our new intro. I hope you liked it. Brad just made it up on the fly. And we happen to have chimes in the studio. Which but we both used to listen to Delilah. We're are, not even going to lie. Those oh, are reflecting okay. in my eyeballs. Sorry. We're going to hear you. chimes again. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's funny because we both used to listen to Delilah. Yeah. She does have a does great voice. Does anybody know what Delilah is? Do you even know what Delilah is? No. Oh. No. Okay, well, let me just... I didn't so, either until Brad introduced me. In okay, I, I think it's long gone, but it used to be on terrestrial radio. It was this... And I think she was syndicated the way that any morning show would be syndicated, but mm. it was in the evenings, and it was syndicated through all the you know the major cities. And it was this lady, and she talked like this. She had such a soothing voice. Sensual voice. And she would take... <laughs> She would only take letters, and it would go, this next one goes out from Ryan Philippi to Reese Witherspoon. Where have you been for the last 30 years? You know, one of those, like, like <laughs> it's really, and then, and then she goes, and then it would be like, you're the inspiration. And then Chicago will start playing, yeah. right? Like, it's just, like, really love song. And you, it's, like, something you would, she would even give suggestions, like, I want you to go run the bath. Put on the candles oh my and God. sit back. Do you know what it reminds like, me of? Like, it reminds me of She's... Saturday Night Live when they were doing the, <laughs> oh, sweaty, the balls. sweaty balls. Sweaty balls, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it reminds me of. You guys can of. probably Google Delilah Radio. Say just you got it, like YouTube, yeah. maybe you got to hear it. She was uh, fucking creepy and awesome. It, all the same <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drive a truck, and believe it or not, like I get amped up at night. And so when I was driving this rig at night, I couldn't listen to my normal heavy like Metallica or something because I just I don't speed run people off. So I go fucking crazy. So I had to like have Delilah soothe me to the to the lines on the road in the evening and the stars. But here's a like, question. But did it never. You, did never you ever heard... shed a tear because you're sensitive? And Fuck, I, are you kidding? I know there okay, are times wait. you're alone in this truck okay. and you got okay. a little emotional. <laughs> okay, we're about to go there, sir. Guys, okay, with your oh, I go sour because we have an Australian um, employee. Uh, employee, and she doesn't sound anything like that. That's my version of it. So, as you know, the on the last podcast we were talking about six senses and senses and all that, but like your the main ones that we know. How many times have you smelled a smell, heard a sound, uh, saw something that all of a sudden just boom threw you back in? Like it was like time warp and you just go and you feel those same feelings you've and it seems to always surround be surrounded by love you know what i mean it's usually like a past relationship or something like that so when i just use that example of delilah not baby got back but uh the other chicago song you're the inspiration this girl tanya o'neill broke my heart at at my i was in sixth grade so however old you are i was probably a four-year sixth grader so i was probably 13 but however old you are in sixth grade i think it's like 10 11 yeah i invited everybody to to roller to roller skating and all that i get out there and that song is playing 
along with, and then it was followed by Prince's I Would Die For You. I was skating with her on the Chicago song, but by the time Prince rolled in I Would Die For You, she decided to skate with my best friend, and they became boyfriend and girlfriend on my birthday. Fuck Tanya. Next. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, right? So that's, so it's kind of funny because like, um, yeah, so speaking Aww, of being out sad, on- makes sad because you're sensitive. I that am. would make you like, so you those, would have cried. Yeah, those songs were like, the, like especially Delilah, she would like, tend to go into those that realm of songs um sometimes they weren't uh, emotional with that but maybe it was like some a song i grew up in and my parents would put on a you know cats in the cradle by harry shapin or yeah. something and all of a sudden i was tra- you know i was uh transported back to my living room in front of this old record player and i remember it was always during the christmas time which is weird kind of weird too but i can i can picture even when i talk about the song is like the christmas tree and then our old ugly couch and the nasty wallpaper the whole thing and it's just kind of like, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, I did actually. Weird. I don't know if I actually shed a tear out on the road, but I definitely got to some 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 places, like some emotional, like, how I did I end up in a truck in the evenings? What, what's going on? I don't know on? what it is about, <laughs> about driving alone and listening to Dude. music that will just get you way more emotional Dude. than any other time. It's super weird. Sure. It's almost like a form of meditation. Well, we do a lot of road trips as well, so maybe. Yeah, but I don't get emotional when I'm with you in the car. I just mean like if you're no. driving alone and, yeah. and you're like thinking about things and like I think it's like a form of meditation or, or something where it's different if you have someone with you because you're not like in tune just by yourself. Right. I don't know. I just like feel extra. But okay, so that was what we were going to talk about today. Yeah. So is it? That are hence, we in hence tune? Hence the chimes. Are we in? T- where, where we? <laughs> we don't. We don't want to pick them up. There's yeah. something. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, those. Jesus Christ. That's why it weren't quite as magical as I had hoped they would be. We'll maybe try to tone those down on the next one. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think that that kind of takes us to where what we were going to talk yeah. about today, which is like. What is that? Like, so let's say, so in this lifetime, if we can have an experience where just the the scent of a cologne or a particular play, a food or or a sound, a song can transport us back to a very specific time, heller, why can't it like something that we experience not have come from another time that we were once in, meaning well, past lives and things that like that. I have had these experiences, like sense memory. Like you go, oh, that smell reminded me of the perfume I wore in junior high, right. or this song reminded me of that dance I went to. But I also think people have had these experiences where they go somewhere they've never been before, and right. it seems so familiar to them that they're like, whoa, like I've been here before. Like, how do I know this place? Almost a deja vu of sorts. Exactly. And that's a whole other thing. It's like, <laughs> how, how do we explain deja vu? Like, so there's a lot of those things that I personally love. I We talk about it a lot um, with Brad and I, even when we, when we met, it was like mm-hmm. instant. Right. And like we had known each other, like, we were exactly how we are right now Mm -hmm. like the first time we met which is just not common (laughs) like that's anyone who's dates anyone knows that that's just rare I think that's what we're all kind Mm -hmm. of hoping we come across but if we do or don't you know it's like you never know but that was strange to be like oh I feel like I know this person like and we don't know each other and you know there I think there's people like that that you meet in all different types of relationships whether it's friends I was just talking about my friend Danielle that we met in New York City when we were 18 on the subway and it's that kind of relationship like we've always we don't have to talk all the time but we are we just have this very close as soon as we met it was instant we were like oh you're my jam like we're supposed to be friends (laughs) like we're not even going to question it it just is what it is 
So we have to like start to question those things. And when we talk about Bradford all the time, because he's really talented at a lot of very strange skill sets. Like, so he can look at something and be like, oh, I want to do that. He can play the drums. He can teach himself how to do guitar. He can go, oh, I want to design a house and like learn a program and be ridiculously good at designing a house. Like, it's just stuff that's not very common that you can just go, oh, I just want to look at this and do it. And then I'm exceptional at it without any history of learning how to do these things. I just flip my hair back like a thank you, Katie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's But you're true. the same. I, I am mean, the same in the a lot same of ways. A lot, a lot of those random things that you... With no, painting was yeah, one of them. Yeah, not normal so. things that you don't just go, oh, I... I like an everyday thing, oh, I'm good at driving. Well, uh, yeah, driving. I mean, I think we naturally have skill sets, but I also right. think that There's maybe, yeah, maybe they're coming from a different time, mm-hmm. or you know, you're drawn to things like Brad. Just this happens to him a lot, where you end up like making friends with. This is going to sound yeah. really bad, but <laughs> with these young boys. Okay, Whoa. let me rephrase that. Hey-o. So the first, the first time. <laughs> It's not creepy. It's actually like it's like more no, a weird like mentor kind of way. He'll come home and be like, "Oh man, I he bought a camera off Craigslist, and went to meet the kid and was like just gonna buy the camera." And this kid yeah. kind of started chatting with him because he talks to everyone like we tell you guys. And then this kid just starts opening up to Brad, saying how it's actually his birthday and he's really sad about having it, to sell. The, his not only his birthday, it was birthday actually his birthday party at that, that moment left. that he left that birthday party to sell me the camera. Yeah, and then we had an hour long conversation, and he's in t- the kids in tears because his family doesn't. The, he was Asian, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah so uh, yes. So his family Filipino. wanted him to be a lawyer, and he wanted to be a photographer. And they told him that wasn't a real job, and like that he, if they're gonna pay for school, then he, he needs to be a lawyer. And they forced him to sell like his camera you equipment. Either sell the camera, or you pay for your own school. Right. And so he was like actually very sad about this whole thing. So Brad ends up having like he was gone for like two hours. I'm like, are you dead? Like, did you get <laughs> like did somebody steal your money? And now you're like right. you're no longer like where are you? And he's like, oh my god, crazy story. I'll tell you when I get home. So you know you have this exchange with this complete stranger that you actually end up giving really great advice to say, hey, like this is a hobby. Like you can do that whenever you want you can still be going to school to be a lawyer and like first of all if someone's going to pay for that for you and you're smart enough to do it it's always a good thing to to know the law like as a business person now we're like oh man like i wish i I could be able to Mm -hmm. handle this side of things myself and still be a creative as well like you if you have those opportunities go for it but then you also have something to fall back on because it's very challenging to make a living starting out as you know in photography so you know he kind of just gave him that comfort and reassurance and all of those things and he ended up telling me that i said hey man you gotta wait you're it's in the middle of your party you gotta get back to your party and he actually said honestly i'd rather just be uh, hanging out when yeah. you were just talking i felt so much better after i was talking like to whoa you. wow that's crazy and so like those experiences i think are strange and it but happened, why was he so tied to photography well you see what i'm saying but also this happened to brad again i was just trying to explain when i say you meet a lot of mentor young boys like mm-hmm. i'm trying to explain what i mean by that <laughs> so then it just happened again at starbucks young men and um brad's like oh man this this kid it was like a shared table oh, yeah, and he we just started like a conversation with him and he's like of same thing he like is obsessed with asian culture this kid and he's like i just love it but i'm i'm looking for a job i'm trying to do these things and he kept going back to like these things he's passionate about and we're like that's such a unique thing that you would be he was pa- passionate Armenian about right from glendale and, and he, he was loves- super into japanese culture yeah 
And I was like, as a 18, 19 year old kid, I'm like, and he had just gotten back from Japan. But right. he, so he had no money, really. He was broke. Um, he had just his lost job. his job. And he wasn't sure what to do or kind of where to start. So for whatever reason, he had this inkling to like go out and just start like talking to people to try to be an entrepreneur. And I, and I just said, so you're I was like, like, you're being creepy. I don't was do like, that. Well, that's just weird. Don't do that. Because people, especially in L.A., don't want you to come up and just start talking to him. And he goes, yeah, I wondered. It didn't go so well yesterday. I was like, yeah. But his heart was in the right place. Yeah, said, like he was making an effort. Right. And this is the thing we always talk about. Like when you are going to be successful, it's you'll figure out how. But making the effort is the most important thing because he's he because he was out there just randomly talking to people. He came across you. Right. Which, Whether I helped or not, right. I mean, certainly. You but know. you helped point him in the right direction and, and gave him all these things, but really brought to his attention what he kept bringing up without realizing, which is this passion for this culture and martial arts and all of these things that he wasn't even aware mm-hmm. of. And you were like, hey, dude, why are you here? Like, why are you in L.A.? Like, you love these things. Why wouldn't you go there? You can work any job just like you would here over there and be around this culture and like find get a work visa i'm sure i mean do the research find out how you can be in japan and he was like like, oh i never really thought of that i'm like you just left there and you loved it and you want to go back more than anything yet you're still sitting here talking to me about it so which i understand is seems like an easy concept and it's probably not i'm sure there's a lot of of logistics that go into you just all of a sudden you know upping ship and and to japan but where does that you know that's our conversation where yeah. does that come from yeah where, why where would this the... kid be so connected to japanese culture like it's it's really interesting or why you know i mean we talk about this even when it comes to like transgender or like people that are you know with being gay and different things you're like is that an is that an energy you're bringing over as well like is it because i don't know if this just your physical body is what dictates who you are. I think it's more of like your essence and your spirit. And then this is like the body that you're given, but is there carryover from other experiences that maybe aren't in this life? Like, I think those are all valid things to think about and yeah, to go. Well, like what would explain, from? okay, how many of you out there have found or met someone that's like a six year old kid, four year old kid, whatever. And, and they act like they're 40. They have an old soul. Just seems like they're mature beyond their years the wisdom maybe they're talented beyond their years they're like dance or they do music or something you're like whoa what the fuck like that there's no way that kid should be able to do that and then vice versa you meet a 40 year old that you're like that's barely got the maturity of a six-year-old that's crazy and they're like a young soul they can't seem to put one foot in front of the other they always seem to screw up everything almost childlike in behavior i always feel like those as katie i both feel like those are obviously you know old soul versus new soul it's not verse not a competition but what we mean is like your existence and i feel like and i've been told by you know other cuckoo birds like us that (laughs) katie and i are old souls and katie's had a few past life readings and it's really kind of crazy whether we fully entrench or believe in it whether we uh, just take it for almost folly or for fun or whatever it may be i don't care it's still interesting to me because no matter what anyone tells me um, on this earth and this this might piss a few people off and you might want to come closer to the radio and listen even more intently or you might just shut it off radio shit who am I doing? Uh, <laughs> podcast you might want to just turn it off or whatever it might piss you off but the reality is any religion that goes with Christianity Buddhism uh, Muslim anything you've got 
there's no proof for any of it in real reality, right? So all of it is what is is based on faith, yeah, faith on based. some level. So it's faith based because faith based because you can't say proof is in a book because as as Ryan Philippi over here, we've introduced you on the last podcast, Ryan Philippi, um, formerly with Reese Witherspoon and still <laughs> handsome as hell. Uh, his actual name we keep is, in touch. Yeah, we keep yeah. it. His name's name's Phil. Wait, are you um, single now? It, I am. Okay, oh, he's single, shit. ladies. Oh, shit. Um, that's a whole other podcast. And Wait, then, before we get going, though, we have yeah. to ask Ryan Phillippe how he feels about this conversation. Because we have oh, never, yeah. you, like we established, we know you from Starbucks, very surface level. Right, not a lot of afterlife talk. No, we didn't get into that when we were ordering our es- espresso. So, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, are you a religious I, person? Like, fill us in on where you're I'm at. very, like, open-minded, like you guys are. Uh I it wasn't always that way. Um, I was raised Catholic. Uh, I was kind of in the family, but not very strict, you know. And uh, I was a churchgoer, you know. And uh, in in high school, I kind of got more into it. I got uh, you know more Christian vibes, uh, and went you know I went did everything I could to kind of like follow the good book and everything. Oh, you know? we were you in a Christian uh, band? Because we you kind of feel running. like you were in a Christian band. Uh, well, kind of. I played, yes, I, I knew played, it. I played at churches. I knew yeah, it. We were all I running. used to play bass and keys. See, uh, we're all kindred and spirits, my Catholic man. high school also in, uh, that, that kind of trailed into college. But in college, uh, I started dating a Jewish girl and like I was in a much more liberal environment. Yeah. And you know, as that happens, like you, you start getting turned on to other people's ideas. And right. you, you start thinking maybe... If I wasn't so strong about saying what I'm saying, I could listen more. (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of how I feel now. And I've kind of felt that way ever since. Uh, That having been said, I I do work at a a Presbyterian church uh, currently. That's what I grew up. Um, And, uh, you know, as you know, yesterday was Ash Wednesday. And uh, everyone there is great. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't work there if these people were were you know malicious in any way <laughs> right. or anything like that. And I don't think every, anybody's like accusing them of being. But uh, it's it, there is a situation where uh, me not being um, not being Presbyterian uh, or even I wouldn't really even proclaim myself as as Christian at the moment. Right. But uh, uh, there's you know. Uh, a youth pastor who came and uh, offered me the ashes for Ash Wednesday. And I, I was like, oh, no. Like, there's these, like, kind of interesting moments, you know, where I'm offered, uh, like, no, thank you, know, you. communion. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, and I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm making light of something that obviously means so much to them. Right, you know? right. And uh, I think there's something about that where I feel, I feel really bad, like, I feel bad in a way because I don't want, I know that this is like their declaration yeah. of what yeah. they believe. Yeah, you in, feel like maybe you'll know? be offensive one way yeah. or the other. Or right, you're offensive to yourself. Right, 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 right. And like it being that that's not my current mindset. Right. Like I, like I can't, I can't make light of it and be like, yeah, sure, slap one on my forehead. <laughs> right. You Give know? me two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Well, it, I mean, Katie and I, it's funny. We're cut from the exact same cloth. Mm-hmm. We both raise the same way. Um, I don't know if you were raised that way. No, 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 like no you weren't raised that way. You just found it kind of later. Well, a my bit. my aunt is oh, the one religious. that's like. Well, yeah. this is these. This is really like my concern with it in general, which has been the patterns that I see are the people that kind of um, get lost in life and mm-hmm. kind of lose themselves and make really like irrational Rash, decisions crazy. and. 
go off the rails or maybe like you know have drug problems or things that they they just are kind of like lost souls like they really grasp to this so hardcore and the sure. the born again thing but i also think it's very it can help these people like that i think religion it's can like be a 12 good. step program yeah right? yeah exactly good, like they need yeah. they need to feel love from like an outside you know this like unconditional love that religion promises you know and i think mm-hmm. like the difference of the way that i view it now and the way that religion teaches it is they teach it like an outside source of love that has to be earned and i view it as an inside source of love that everyone shares Mm -hmm. like that's the difference in, in how i view it i don't feel like god is an outside source i feel like it's an internal source that we're all a part of and come from and we the more connected to that goodness the the more close the closer we are to that energy and like that's what we emit and bring in and all of those things so i think when you have but, kind but of had a trouble all of us god that makes love that's what god I mean. that yeah. makes the universe like, god it makes it's not this entity right. in the sky it's not to a man us, in the sky it's just kind of dictating right. on an ipad that's, what everyone that's is the realization right that i've come to but the hardest part <laughs> for me score. is that i've met some wonderful people who are religious and they're they're also very open-minded within like mm-hmm. their religion and they don't like they don't try to like preach it on people mm-hmm. and like you know i've met those people that are awesome and then I've also, you know, met the people who <laughs> have lived every, like, you know, if we're going off of if there really is a checklist at the end of life where it's like, nope, you fucked up, this, 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 this. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, you yeah. know, I've, I've lived a pretty straight life. It's just naturally who I am. And then to have people who have done every possible thing that is a no-no in the book. Sure. Then come back to be like, no, but I'm born again. Even though I still do all of these things and I'm very, I'm a, I live you know, I'm a hypocrite basically because I, I hide who I am behind this so that I will be loved and accepted. But really I'm still living the life that I have been living all along, knowing that it's okay. Cause I'll be forgiven. Like there's that but whole the asking thing. For forgiveness thing bothers yeah, me from an really... aspect of like, that's like, uh, you know, you're asking for forgiveness because you're just being a human, which is what you were created to be. And I don't mean some of the bad behaviors. I get that. If you're harming people, hurting people, mm-hmm. there's just certain rules that are really Or so... you're managing your experience the best way you know how. Correct. Right. You're talking Correct. about the concept of original sin. Yes, yeah. con- original sin, right, right. right. And the right. Ten Commandments and the, 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 the harshness that I feel like too much religion puts it in that very direct box, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and follows these very direct... It seems as if everyone kind of runs this specific line when in reality i always feel like you know all religion based anything really should be is just love and understanding Mm -hmm. and acceptance and take it for what it is for yourself but as long as you're again portraying love and understanding and acceptance from for everyone that's taught in there too that's what gets confusing because it says that but then the next lines are like very contradictory to that statement and that's that's the hard part and why everything is up for interpretation like we talked about. So I think it's, you know, that's how I interpret it. And I just try to like live without the the judgment of a lot of those things to say, like we talked about in the previous podcast of like everyone has these like share, like very different experiences that dictate their life choices. And it's really coming from like a source of pain. If someone makes really awful choices for themselves and ends up in these really unhealthy patterns or relationships or whatever I mean that's not coming from like a really amazing upbringing of love and compassion and support and self-care and a safe environment like that's coming from something else that probably wasn't you know what this child needed in the first place and so then to 
to throw shame and punishment on top of that when maybe that's the only way they know how to cope, I think is just, I have a very difficult time with that. And so, I mean, have you seen the movie Saved? No. Okay. (laughs) It's a comedy about a Christian high school with Mandy Moore. Moore? Yes. I didn't see it. I actually love it. So um, the main character decides to have sex with her boyfriend because he's gay and she thinks that this is what God would want her to do so she can save her boyfriend by making him not gay. So logistically, you're like, okay, as a teenager, that's not that crazy of an idea. Like, honestly, you'd be like, okay, it's, I'm, it's I'm doing this to help idea. him because this is what God would want me to do. And she genuinely, like, is as a good soul, is trying to help. Like, it's not, you know, she thinks she's she's doing what God would want her to do. She ends up getting pregnant. And then basically everyone turns on her. So Whoa. yeah, so it's, and it's a comedy, obviously, right. but in it was like there's so many times where this has happened, and I just think like wow, like I think if religion has such an opportunity to be this really welcoming, beautiful thing, but I think it has to evolve. You know, I think yeah. that hasn't happened. Yeah, and I I love the idea of religion. I think it's yeah. great in certain terms of almost like giving you parameters and ideas for certain people that just don't feel like walking in this vast open world um, that they can almost, and I don't want to say control it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a part of something. Yeah. They're a part of something. They've got like this community and this group. And, and again, some people work really well with like rules and regulations, Mm -hmm. if you will. And again, I think the majority of people do operate exactly like you said great i mean they're they're a christian they don't mind saying it and it's all good and but they don't force it on people or wh- whether again it not just christian any religion but i also feel like and again might piss people off i also feel like religion is the probably the number one problem on this earth yeah it causes I think the, the most biggest conflict problem sure. because it causes so much conflict because mm-hmm. what makes one right from the other and another wrong from the other and then you know at the end of the day that that need to want to prove your stance and your particular denomination or beliefs on to someone else. Um, so we're, that's what we're here to do now. It's all well, about I guess past it, lives. I guess it's what you're saying <laughs> is like if somebody's listening right now and it's like right. making them uncomfortable right. because they are religious and so just listening to us is making them feel like they're doing something bad or like, you know, participating in something they shouldn't be. I guess that's what we're talking about. Or I don't even, think that's ever a good thing. Or even judging what we're saying yeah, in, or in like a way we, like we're all of a sudden not good people. Yeah, you or we, we couldn't be friends way. now. Yeah, like right. you can't follow us now. Like I would never do that. I would never like unfollow someone because they have different beliefs than what I actually like. like. You know what I mean? So I think like that, those are some of the points that we're bringing up to say, hey, like if you're going to close yourself off to worldviews just because it makes you, it challenges challenges your own or makes you uncomfortable I don't think that's a good place to be because you can be evolving your views as well like because we're never taught that you know from a young age when we're given these ideas of these belief systems we're never taught that we actually have a say in what our belief system is right. going to be baptism starts rather young yeah and you know, that's not the only and that <laughs> really is taking away the aspect of free will and free will is the most powerful thing mm. and gift that anyone is given. And I don't think that we should ever give that up to say, you know. But you can't learn without mistakes. Right. And and even I mean, when I was in church and they cheered against gay marriage, like they, I was in a church and they cheered against it. And the feeling I got in my stomach was like, this is wrong. Like it in my whole being, I felt this was not a loving <laughs> experience. This is not a safe place. And if someone here 
is gay that they just cheered for how awful they must be feeling and it just immediately felt wrong to me and I have to trust that feeling to say it doesn't mean everything else that was going on is like bad or wrong it's just that I know in my heart and what I'm choosing to believe as my belief system that that's not that's not bad and those people are equal to anyone else like so I am honoring my free will and trusting how my like soul feels about it instead of just taking what someone else is telling me I have to feel about it right I I agree with you I mean it's and it's it kind of but it's mentally challenging especially when you're first getting out of that environment because you feel like you're, you you're know, trapped you're, in you're like confused. a lot of dilemmas and things. <laughs> yeah. you know? And when you try to try to let it go, it's a really mm-hmm. let it go. Let, let it go. go. It, it becomes a really <laughs> big dilemma mm-hmm. because there's just these moments that you internally fight with it and you think, uh oh, I can't even think that way because like I'm being judged by my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know? But the reality is, look, I don't know, whatever works for you, what worked for Katie and I was to let it go. Yeah live and understand and just say like we love people for who they are but at the same time if someone doesn't work in your life trust that judgment Mm -hmm. we've said this before too i don't i'm one of those people they oh people go oh blood is thicker than wine or whatever i mean look i don't care if it's family or not if they're not bringing anything to your life and you're not bringing anything to theirs besides just chaos or problems or or any any of it drama regrets then you kind of have to separate yourself from that. If that's your mom, it's your mom. If it's your brother, it's your brother's mm-hmm. sister, uh, whether it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you've got to find comfort and, and understanding and happiness and in the people that you surround yourself with. And if those just so happen to not be a specific you know, family member or this or that, then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it but goes also, the same way with... Uh, I think you have to be... You have to really be aware of who you're taking infor- taking in information from. Like, right. are you just trusting someone because they're a pastor in a church? That's mm-hmm. a very vulnerable position to be in, and that's sure. why there's a lot of child molesting that goes on. There's a lot of abuse of power that goes on because they feel like, oh, this person's in a position of power over me, and I can't say anything, and it attracts personality mm-hmm. types. Like, we can't be naive to that just right. because someone says, oh, I'm this religion. Like, you know, it's that way in life. And even we've been at a Starbucks before, and there was – you know, a church group there. And I told Brad, I had the hardest time not saying anything. It was a women's group and there's a woman leading it who definitely is a personality wants the, the spotlight. She's, she's there she's to, to shine to and to thing. tell these women how they need to be living their lives. And she knows what's best. And I was like listening to this and a woman said to her, I'm having a really hard time because, you know, I'm separating from my husband and I'm trying to make sure that I have enough money with the kids. Money is tight and I have two kids and I'm just feeling really overwhelmed, like paying my bills and life has just been really hard. And the woman's advice to her was, well, you need to, first of all, figure out what the difference is between what you need and what you want. Like, what is it that you want and what is it that you absolutely have to have? And I'm like, okay. I'm like sitting over here going, okay. And then she goes... So number one priority is tithing. So, um, and I literally was like, you have got to be shitting me right now because this is the way that I look at it. Their idea is that by you giving to the church, God is somehow going to give to you, which is a great business model. It really is. It generates a lot owner. of revenue. It's a great business and, model. And I mean, it is. It's it. That's how they've you know Tax they've, they've done business model. Yeah, they've done documentaries on these pastors and multi 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 millionaires from these business models. But this woman doesn't need to be tithing right now. She needs 
to be making sure that her children have food and that the power is being turned on. And the way that I view that is to say that if someone came to me in need and was like, oh my gosh, I have, I only have $10 left. What do I do? And I say, well, I'm actually going to have to take your $10 because that's my rate for giving you advice. That makes me an asshole. I would say, you know what? I want to help you. I want you to keep your money until you get on your feet. Like that's what any normal nice, yeah, exactly. That's what any normal nice person would do. So these are the things that like constantly come up for me, just in my evaluation to go. She needs a, um, she needs Brad to sit down with her and go over her account and her finances to get a financial plan to make sure she's covering her bases. Like that's what's actually going to help this woman get out of this rut and make sure that she's getting all of her things right. covered and like actually, you know, have a plan to move forward, right. not just paying, paying money she doesn't have into the church. Like, so those are the things that, you know, really can have helped me to see things differently. And for getting to the point, like we talked about how you get to this point in life where you're choosing your belief system. I got to that point where I was like, all right, you have all these confusing, you know, thoughts about things. And I was like, I just want to be a good person. I want to help people and I want to do that without limitation. I don't, I don't, that's it. I want to learn from people. I want to meet as many people as I can. I want to travel. I want to experience other cultures. And if I'm somehow punished for that, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And yep. I really I really had to come to that, that yeah. place to go, and if I'm somehow punished for that, is that a God that I would want to be, quote unquote, following or worshiping? And I was like, no, because I wouldn't do that to my own child. So I can't believe that this outside, all-knowing, loving source would do that to will be that dares. judgmental there's yeah. so many no. inherent pressures with the human condition like we don't know what happens after you die we don't mm-hmm. know what our whole purpose is right if there is one if, you know right. right we have these fragments of information and then we have this pressure coming from other people around us to Society believe in, in one way or another right. about a certain thing that we have no idea about mm-hmm. you know and then that puts people in this false dilemma where they have to either buy in or they're the enemy mm-hmm. right and then that creates all sorts of negativity and all sorts of chaos throughout the world but i also feel yep. like when you said in high school and we've talked about this a lot i feel like in high school when kids are trying to find themselves most kids have goodness like the reason that oh, you're sure. drawn into a youth group is because you're wanting to figure out how to contribute your goodness to the world in this like kind of toxic high school environment and that's a, a an the, you know, the youth group church, that's a place that sucks those kids in. And it's like, this is how you do it. But that's the only place that does that. I was like, had I had options to be like, hey, this is how you can give back. This is how you can be a role model. This is how you can help other people. There isn't really a lot out there other than religious groups. Right, right. So I think it kind of naturally for kids that have a good heart and want to do good in the world, they are drawn to it because they are being told this is how Maybe you do that. Maybe somebody listening will set up a, a group. Yeah. But the reality is this, like, and, and just to, again, to cap it and reiterate, we're not here to put down religion. Obviously, religion does a lot of great things yeah. as well. Um, and I'm sure there's somebody listening going, no, well, my youth group or my and fill in blank. Look, there's always goodness in in all of it as well. Yeah, like there's good we and bad in every single thing. We're just pointing out because there are, might be some people listening listening that are a little bit on the cusp. There are people that you know are maybe thinking there might be other uh, avenues and thought processes and you know ways they want to take their life, and that's for them. And and again, if you are a a God fearing Christian and you're hardcore about it, and you would never have be sh- you know. Uh, no one can shake you from that. We're not trying to shake anyone for mm-hmm. that. We want you to believe in that because 
that is like your, your foundation yeah, and your, your path and your way. And, and we, we love you for that. So be that and own it. This is just for maybe people like Katie and myself and, and, and Phil here that just have would just had alternate feelings about it and this kind of where we're at now which well, still brings us to past yeah, okay. lives okay, and we so haven't this is how, really touched well on we that. had to go over this first yes, because of course. this was the time in my life where I got into that place so I was like 23 24 mm-hmm. and I was just really kind of like searching for meaning in a lot of things and um, I had just started Healthy's New Skinny and didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. I was, you know, just wanting to make a difference, but it was still just coming from my own experience. It wasn't like an outside message that I, I knew how to like put together or share or anything like that. So out of the blue, I was working a modeling job and I'm staying at the hotel alone and I was asleep and I was woken up around, it's always about the same time, like 3.30 in the morning, three, three, yeah, right, right around there. And I saw this like light. It was a white light. I'm sleeping. Yeah, I'm gonna get kooky on everybody. So this light like came at my face and startled me awake. And I called my mom, like freaked out. I'm like, oh my god, a ghost just like something came at my face in my sleep. And like I, it startled me awake. My room's haunted. Like I was all freaked out. And I slept with the TV on. And I I called Brad and everything. And so, and we'd heard things about this hotel in Milwaukee where all the models stay. So I was already additionally freaked out because I'm not the only one that's had like weird things happen at this hotel. So um, then, you know, a little bit of time goes by. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, that was weird. Same thing happens to me again at a different hotel, still in Milwaukee, though, a different time. It's so strange. Maybe it's just, again, because I was alone. And same thing. I, I see the room perfectly. So it's like I'm lucid dreaming or something because I'm asleep, but I'm looking at the room as if I were awake and not fully awake. So I see this light and it's, oh, and I bumped the thing, sorry. So I see the light and it's like this, I recognize it and I'm, I go, oh, what is that? And as soon as I acknowledge that I'm like questioning it, it like come, like zooms at me. Like it's really fast and startles me awake to where I like sit up out of bed really fast and I'm like, what? is happening that freaked me out because it like you know gets my heart going and then I started talking to Brad I'm like okay something weird is happening in my sleep like I don't know what's going on because I would normally sleep out like a light like you could like move me to another location I'm not waking up like I've never had anything that disrupts my sleep other than a baby um so (laughs) then I start I'm telling him and this keeps happening to where I'm like sitting up in bed and he's like dude last night you sat up in bed and pointed across the room and was like are you seeing that oh my gosh it's right there there's nothing there boo and i'm not awake i have no recollection of that and yeah so it starts to get weird and he's starting to see it so it's not just me like so then i started to get like kind of freaked out and i'm like what is going on like something weird is happening and i had a dream where there was like this intricate like i wake I wake up, but obviously I'm asleep, but my room looks real as if I'm, like, awake. And there's this intricate wiring along, like, the corner, upper corner of the room. Like, this really beautiful, like, and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. They were here. And I'm, like, thinking this, and I'm yelling down the stairs to him. And I'm like, they were already here. You have to come look at this. This is so cool. And above, like, our bed was, like, the it looked like a birdcage of, like, wiring. And there was a light in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? It's so awesome. And it was just, like, very strange things like that. And on the wall was drawers. Their TV wasn't there. There were drawers with art supplies and these big canvases that weren't 
completed like they were paintings and I knew I was supposed to paint them but I didn't know what they were so I was like confused I'm like what is this like how am I supposed to paint finish it if I don't know what it is so there was a lot of like weird messaging like that that I would recall and be like that's just weird like I don't even know what to make of that so we have a psychic friend that was in Sacramento and my mom know knew knew of him and was like oh you should go to him so I was like all right like I love that kind of stuff anyway so I go to him and he's like, oh yeah, well, um, so you're going with them in your sleep. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I'm, who, I'm going with, I'm going with who? Whom am I going with? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, you agreed to this before you came here. And again, at this point, I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. And I'm like, I've agreed to what? Like, I don't get it. Like, and he's like, well, I think you should go see this regression therapist because, um, it'll help you kind of like recall that experience and maybe get some a message from your subconscious that's going to help you more understand like your purpose and some of these things and I was like okay and I left and I told Brad I'm like this is weird he wants me to go talk to this lady and like I can't be hypnotized because we did the high school thing where they're like barking like a dog didn't did not work for me I was like (laughs) I can't be hypnotized it's not gonna work and come to find out that's not really what it is so I go to this yoga studio and it's a lady that owns a yoga studio and she's got like a side room and there's like a chair in there that kind of like leans back and it's just like a deep meditative state so you just kind of like meditate and they take you back and like um they do a couple different ways like they can do it to where you're going in an elevator and whatever floor it lands on and the doors open what do you see and you kind of just like describe what your mind shows you so that was that experience and what I saw was the room that I was initially in where the white light like came at my face the first time where I was like oh my god scared and I saw it again and there were like it was like balls of energy kind of at the end of the bed and then out from one it almost looked like a cloud and then out from one of them came this like being of light it looked like a person but it was just solid light and it was standing next to my bed and so the the regression therapist will just as you're saying that she will just kind of ask you oh so what happened next like what does it want and then you have to just kind of like say yeah say what you're seeing next or what you're what you're feeling or whatever so after she asked me that then the room kind of faded away and now it was all solid white everywhere it was just infinite white and this light being got really tall where I was like looking up at it you described it like Gumby (laughs) it does look like Gumby that's what I thought I was like it looks kind of like Gumby like it's just these like a outline of a person but not like an actual human form just like kind of a being whatever so it got really tall and it was like a really like loving feeling. It wasn't scary at all. It was like intrigue and like I felt like safe and all of that. And so I was like cool with moving forward because it wasn't scary. And I was like, even if I'm making this up, it's kind of cool. Like I don't yeah. even know how I'd be making this up, but like, okay, I'm, I'm into the experience. Right, right. And so then that all kind of faded away. And I looked around and I and she asked what I saw. And I was like, oh, the floor is kind of like seems like a great or metal kind of texture and then I looked over to my right and it was kind of this curved like window like huge open windows like curved but I was just looking out into space and I was like okay I think I'm on like a ship and I was like is that weird like I don't know what I'm looking at because that's just what I see and she's like okay and then in came this like I don't know I don't know what you would call it I couldn't see its face but it was the same thing it was kind of like some kind of being it had like armor type on like a a suit kind of thing 
And so I'm talking to it, but again, it felt like so loving. Like it was like family and I was like excited to be there. It wasn't scary at all. It wasn't like this like a tra- traumatizing experience. I was like, It sounds yes. terrifying. And I was like, yeah. these are my people. <laughs> like I wasn't at all. It was so, so weird for me. And what messages I got from that is she was like, oh, I said, oh my gosh, I'm here. I'm helping them when she asked me like why are they what are they contacting you for and I said oh I'm I'm actually helping them like it's part of like my purpose and she's like oh well what do you what do you mean by that and all of a sudden I just started crying and I just like was overcome with this emotion and I was I said that what they told me was that male and female energy is off balance on this planet but that young girls represent the purest form of love and that that love is dying and that we need to protect that because if we don't protect that then it's going to be a very like bad place to be and I was not I would love to take credit for that because I was like that's profound (laughs) I was not in the headspace at this point I was still very deep in my own body image stuff and like you know in the industry and all those things so I it wasn't something that I would be able to piece together on my own even though it was like beautiful and makes a lot of sense so I was freaked out at that point because it was just very connected to what I was doing at that time. I had started Healthy as New Skinny, and I think we'd done, like, one school talk. and but it, it was, still didn't have, like, a no, very direct direction, didn't. if you will. No, it was, like, very, very new. So I get in the car, and Brad's in the car waiting for me. <laughs> I, like, start crying, and I'm that. like, I'm crazy like you must think I'm insane like oh my god this happened and like I don't even know what to make of it because this is why I I can um understand where people hear things like this and then they're like oh my god these people are so cuckoo birds you know I do that to people like in the whole spiritual arena I'll hear someone I'm like yeah they're full of shit you know but this actually happened to me so and I know I'm not full of shit like I'm pretty honest and upfront about things and um so and Brad's like a very harsh critic like he's always one's like I need proof I need you know I'm not yeah he's a Virgo and I'm a Pisces so it's, it's perfect so what were you thinking during all that well, I believed her because I've known her for long enough to know. And I mean, there's always that side of you that says, okay, well, because I wasn't physically there, was the lady planting specific little things in her head, you know, just suggestive areas to almost the way that a, a really good mentalist can take you into certain areas. Um, there's people that, that you would swear that are psychic. They break the whole psychic um, notions that's their job to say, look, this is bullshit, and I'm going to show you how, and I'm going to just it's, pick me out a stranger, and they pick a stranger, and they're able by verbiage and 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 leading in certain ways to to almost almost look clairvoyant. You're like, oh shit, how'd they know that? But you didn't realize the certain paths they take you in the areas they do. So again, I'm a, we're like X Files, we're like Scully, and I'm very skeptic. So the, I wasn't there, but I will say this: it, it was interesting. Because almost no matter what, it still took us to a path in an area mm-hmm. that we were supposed to be. And it definitely opened not just her, but me to a whole different understanding of like female. I've always obviously I've always been very equal and female important. I get that. But like this, that power that it almost put me more in touch with even my internal female side, which I have a pretty good amount of. And just have a better understanding of my wife and now my daughter and and people in general. And it was kind of crazy because her story doesn't vary. 
so that's always good because I'm. Yeah. That, but it is. It's right. absolutely, absolutely. It's a decade old thing, and yeah. like if you regurgitate this shit from you know, I haven't heard this story for probably four years, but I have a very good memory, and it doesn't vary. It, it's the same story. I have been sitting there, laying there beside her when she sits up and she's on another fucking planet. And, you know, again, is that just sleep? We just become normal I, I now. We'll get yeah. to that. But, like, I don't know that what that is. That was the beginning of it all. Right. It's weird. It's like, um, so yeah, there's a part of me that says, absolutely. Because, again, I'm open to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm open to anything. Right. I believe, like, we're, we have multiple dimensions around us now. We can, like, anything. Yeah, I'm down because down we don't path. know the truth of anything, like mm-hmm. we've said, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm open for it. And I, I, w- I kind of wish I could. I want her kind of to almost do another one. And I just want to observe from the corner. You know what I mean? Well, should I get into the second one? That well, I the did? second one's we got to save for another podcast. We're coming <laughs> okay, to the end I'll of this. And that it's long, one. but it's really good. It's really good. And I'll pull the recording. So the second one I did, um, it's it was year, it was probably like eight years after the first one. I it's didn't. It's kind of why I believe I, this a little more than yeah, I did before. So I'll just give you guys a little preview so i went to another regression therapist here in la who's really awesome he's a friend of ours and i was like okay i feel like i've done i kind of felt like i was just getting help that i needed to do the things i wanted to do because i had opened myself up to kind of receiving that information i think all of us are are getting it all the time and maybe that's it maybe it's just a gateway within your yeah, own mind it's within yourself to I be like know. oh okay so maybe you feel like it's the holy spirit giving you intuition and guiding you or you know maybe it's aliens i don't know whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it i think everyone can receive it from different places but the, i do i believe that we are connected to something outside of just this physical experience and if you are comfortable and okay to explore that you are opening up like lines of communication in a sense or maybe just becoming aware of what's already been there for a long time because I have these conversations with people in private and so many times they're like well as a little kid I would like go places in my sleep and I never told anyone because I thought they think it was weird and like you know so many things like this that I'm going oh maybe this is much more common than we actually think and we've just repressed it or think we're crazy mm-hmm. or don't want to have these conversations because it scares us or but I just know from that one experience it wasn't scary at all it was the opposite it was like so comforting and loving and like beautiful it was like a beautiful experience to where I don't fear it anymore I, I'm like I was more into as it, things kept happening after that of like, oh, what am I supposed to learn? Like, oh, I want to remember more. So it kind of switched from being scared to feeling like I am I'm need to be put on a path. And then when it kind of stopped happening for a while, it was weird because I was like, oh, I haven't oh. had, I got, we, you know, I got kind of, like missed it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess like I don't matter anymore. <laughs> like, Whoa, yeah. Yeah. And Brad was like, no, you just are doing what you're supposed to be doing. They were just helping you like get just, on the path. Yeah, of, that's like, why I looked at it. It was just a message and you're. I mean, maybe if you get off the path, you this happens again. Yeah, it helps yeah. help jumpstart you, you know. But it was it it was really at that moment. It was like a pivotal moment of like the direction that we took things, and just that little nugget of information of like such a simplistic way to view what it really was. I was trying to understand, really helped us to like build what we built because it's like at the root of all of it, our job is to help you know, restore that balance. And I think we're seeing that we've just in the last year, we've seen like huge shifts in Mm -hmm. the rise of like female empowerment. 
but also like how we can continue to protect young girls in that spirit and value that just as much as we value men so that there is equality because it is a yin and yang like that's we both contribute something to the whole Mm -hmm. and it's time if we value both and we what we bring to the table is different and if we can value both equally all of us are going to benefit so it really makes sense like common sense but it just has been generationally um you know, repressed. So that was really helpful. And I thought that that was cool. But moving forward, that's why I get kind of like off track sometimes of like, where do I want to go? And I think a lot of people feel this way of like, okay, well, I did that. And it's, we talked about this too, Mm -hmm. with with goal setting, like a lot of people don't, don't talk about like, oh, okay, cool. You set these goals and we all work so hard to achieve these goals. And then we achieve them. And we're literally like, oh, that's cool like yeah and that's it you're like (laughs) you're like that was cool i guess like cool or it wasn't good enough yeah or it just wasn't what (laughs) you thought like how many times have you had a dream and you actually got into that arena or you were getting in kind of living what you thought it was your quote-unquote dream and then you realize you don't like it like it's such a letdown like of like oh this isn't what i thought it was that sucks like i i picture something totally different and now i have to start all over again so I think we kind of struggle with a lot of that of just achieving these things and you make it to a place where you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I wanted to understand this. Now I understand it, but now I don't know where to go from here. And that was, you know, like kind of where I've come on and off of those things of been like, yes, I'm super inspired. I love this. Like I'm on, on course and then life happens and then things happen and now I'm like, oh, I'm really bored with this. Now I'm not inspired by it. I don't want to do it. And just being honest about that because I don't think everyone is inspired all day, every day. And I think if they if they portray that there's you know they they're drinking something that i haven't and, tasted <laughs> and, and also you you never which is okay because we've we waver a lot but you were which i'll do it for you you're getting ready to say what your second past life yeah. experience was yes um reading and i'll just ca- cap it real super quick because <laughs> it's like almost hard to cap it without going it's very into hard it. to cap it because because i want to go but basically it's, it's like amazing. this katie went to another gentleman and Long story short, um, she realizes that she may or may not have been a former astronaut, or not astronaut, former uh, pilot for the government, for NASA. He Um, was an astronaut. Yeah, astronaut technically, uh, measuring energy highways in space and... (laughs) All kinds of craziness. And I knew a lot of technical things that I shouldn't know. I could describe the plane. Wait, uh, so it's going to ensue because we'll tell you the story. It's intriguing enough where we've got a documentary um, film crew uh, and a a production team who uh, took the tapes because they actually recorded. recorded this one. And he listened to him, and I hadn't listened to him, and Katie hadn't listened to him, and she just told me kind of what had happened when I picked her up. And he was intrigued enough to where he kind of wants to pursue a possible documentary on this um and maybe we can almost even do it catfish style where we start to to research these facts and see if these things truly line up the way that she saw them and again these are things that can't be planted so this would definitely debunk any of my theories of possible planting of ideas or anything like that because it's too random and it's it's a, it would be impossible to plant this stuff so yeah, i'm gonna I mean, leave you with had, that little cliffhanger i would have had so to like can, randomly like research a random thing and then try to like make it all because phil's in. looking at you like he but see he doesn't phil, even know that, like, I, I mean i'm excited but yeah. what's, what's weird is in the recording and maybe we should play some of the recording too yeah we'll get because the whole my thing. voice sounds different she almost gets like delilah it's like weird. in the last one she <laughs> gets was, a little creepy and, okay so and this is the weird part so when i when i did the whole thing and you know whatever i didn't want to listen to the tape like a lot of people 
like have a hard time listening to it. And maybe we'll bring Jerome in. We should bring him in. He's great. So he, I'm gonna well, bring him in. He's the guy who did it. He's the guy he, who did it. So maybe we can talk to him about it. Ooh. So he, um, I he said that's normal that people don't like to listen back to the tape, and I don't know why. I just couldn't bring myself to listen to it for the longest time, until. You know, ironically enough, I was like, this would be such a dope documentary, like Catfish, if we go to try to find these people, if it's real. And I was at a fitting for a job at a hotel in Santa Monica. And we're literally just saying this like out loud a few days before. And Brad took True by the pool because I needed to try some clothes on and things like that. And he starts chatting with this family at the pool who are awesome. And come to find out, the son is a documentary filmmaker. And the mo- but a so, legit one. A not- legit one. And we go, this is so weird. We just said how cool this would be for a documentary. And we told him the idea. And he's like, oh, my God, that's so, so crazy. And then the, the mom tells us this crazy story she had that something, you know, very similar of, like, she knew something was wrong with her brother who had then mm-hmm. passed away, like, and, you know, some kind of psychic thing like that. So, again, like we said, every time we tell someone something, they go, oh, I had this happen to me. And so... That was weird, but he was like, I want to come film this with you. So I had still never listened back to the tape, and then he came over to our house, like, before we went to Mexico, Mm -hmm. so maybe six months ago, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you still haven't listened to it? I'm like, no. So he's like, I want to record you listening to some of it for the first time. And so he played it back, and I had headphones on, like I do now, and I listened to it, and it was making me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, I don't want to listen to this because I don't remember saying some things. I remember saying certain things. I don't. It lasts like three hours, and you feel like kind of this meditation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was three, like three hours long. And this was a few years ago that I did it, Mm so I I never listened to it. So listening back, there were lots of details in there I don't remember saying, and then there were things that were like jogging my memory of like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that part like so um and then I don't know what went on after I had you know where I saw this per I was this person and I saw like beginning to end of that life and then there was like other stuff that happened in this recording so he tells me he goes you don't remember what you talked about and I'm like no I don't remember I only remember the astronaut stuff and and he's like yeah you go on about like 45 minutes about Brad and I was like what Uh I do and he's like yeah and I'm like I don't remember any of that and he goes and like then you start talking about this like mega like alien base in space and you start describing it and stuff and I'm like what (laughs) yeah I was like are you for real like that that's like freaking me out I don't remember any of that either that was like that's that's what I'm saying so okay so you guys I'm gonna prepare I'm gonna get it I'm gonna hit up Jerome for a good podcast and bring him in because I think like people have if you guys have questions about it too I want to I want you to ask Jerome because this is what he does for a living and people have a lot of misconceptions about it they think you know that you're like a robot and he's like feeding you answers and that's just not the case and you'll hear like on some of the recording Mm -hmm. he literally just asks you oh and then what happened next like he's not like going and then what did the man say to you that made you feel uncomfortable like that's a that's a question that you're leading leading. he doesn't he doesn't do that so um so yeah so we just gave you guys a little bit of insight into how we are the way we are and how we think and like our views on the world but this is also why we're very fun loving and like open and just don't take anything seriously because at the end of the day none of this matters no like the little things that we like to harp on like are so insignificant in the scheme of life and and afterlife and all of those things so you can really just choose to like live 
with a good attitude and put out, put out good energy and you kind of realize that you end up just attracting those types of people and it just becomes this awesome experience no matter what you end up doing. So that's that's how we roll. Yeah, man. And we thank you all for listening. We will get uh, we get this all prepared and I can't wait for the next one, guys. Cats out of the bag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to chime out, though. Oh, yeah. Chime. Right. Chime out oh, right there. Oh, Let's yeah. chime. Okay. Time we will time. see you, you know, guys. Not on time out. There it is. Thank Next you. time. Delilah. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you guys are loving our podcast, you can listen to every episode on our website, which is healthyisthenewskinny.com. And there's so much great content on there. There's videos talking about the fashion industry, health, recipes. And you can just hang out with Bradford and I on Instagram. So you can follow Healthy is the New Skinny. You can follow my personal, which is KDH Wilcox. And we just launched Healthy is the New Skinny's husband. And that Instagram is one you don't want to miss. So we will see you guys next time. (laughs) 